Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the FACT Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am FACT's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's show, I would like to thank ARS Pharmaceuticals for their very kind support of FACT's Roundtable podcast. By now, your students should be gearing up for discussions with future roommates, confirming food allergy accommodations, and getting ready for that exciting yet nerve-wracking move-in day. But if you're a little apprehensive or nervous about move-in day, you're in the right place. We're exploring last-minute to-dos and how to prepare for a smooth move-in day. Today's podcast is really special because I'm your solo host today as we explore move-in day because... It's time to hand over the reins, and it's hard. And handing over the reins also has different meanings for different families. So please don't ever feel pressured by anything that you're seeing on the internet, reading, or even here today. Just know that each family is unique, you're unique, your student's unique, and it's important to work toward that uniqueness in meeting your child's needs and the needs of your family. Now, I want to share with you a little story. I attended a lecture a long time ago, like literally about 20 years ago, given by a behavioral pediatrician, and she was describing the lifestyle of a family dealing with food allergies. And it starts out with the parent as a warden. The child gets a diagnosis, the parent locks everything down, and they just handle everything going in and out of the home, everything that child is eating, their environment, everything. And then as they age, our roles change more into prison guards, where we're still attending birthday parties and different things, and we're keeping an eye on stuff, but the child is starting to learn how to manage on their own. And then eventually the goal is to get to parole officer, which is where we are now, where the student and the child are now just checking in with us, and we're giving all our feedback and all our information, and we're guiding, but we're actually not in there doing it. And this is where we are today. We're getting ready ready to move your student into college, which is so exciting. I have two in college myself, but it's a little nerve wracking and it takes a little balance and it's a little nuanced in how we teach our children to move forward without us. So now let's get into the meat of our discussion today. First off, I want to make sure you're familiar with the FACT College Resource Center. So all you need to do is go to foodallergyawareness.org Look for the education tab, click on that, scroll down to the bottom and find the College Resource Center. In there, you're going to find a couple of really important things, and I just want to make sure I highlight them to you. You're going to see nine different hubs, and the ones that I really want to make sure you don't miss are the four parents and four students hub. And in there are checklists for every single phase of the college experience, from exploration to what we're discussing today, move-in day. So what I'm going to be doing today is actually reviewing the parents' 
move-in day checklists. But understand, in the Students Hub, there's a checklist for them too that parallels yours, but the endings are just a little different, and you'll see when we have our conversation. Also, another hub that's really important in there is the four students how-to conversations. So there's information on tips on how your student can start and hold those conversations that they've never needed to use, like talking to the RAs in campus, roommates, how to talk to the dining staff, how to talk to dates about food allergies. And there's even how-to conversations on parties and navigating alcohol while on campus. And yes, alcohol can be a really difficult subject, but it is on campus and it is a reality. Don't miss the legal consideration page because there there's information not only in medical singles, which hopefully you've already established roommates, singles, and all that good stuff. But if not, there's some information in here. But it has information about power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, and FERPA. The next hub is eating, and it talks about dining and food service and eating and cooking and shopping because there might be a point where your student moves off campus and they might need a few tips in this area. Another really important area is the Behavioral Health Center or Mental Wellness because stress is real and there are a lot of solutions for students and they might need support. Everybody needs support actually during stressful times. So this is another really important hub. So now we're going to dive into the parent caregiver checklist for move-in ready. So if you can, download it. If not, download it later. Enjoy the conversation and take what you can from the conversation. Again, remember, everything is very unique to you and your student, and these aren't hard, fast rules. They're just suggestions. So right at the top of the list, several weeks out, I'd say three, maybe even four. It depends. Sometimes campuses don't have staff back on site. So whichever works for you, but several weeks out, reconfirm that the food allergy accommodations have been set. If you have other accommodations in there too, make sure those are set. So reach back out to the contacts in the disabilities office, encourage your student to go back and look at all their emails and make sure they've done everything that they were supposed to have gotten completed and that they just go back and just reconfirm my accommodations are in place. Reconfirm again, who is their champion in the disability office? Really key tip because if something goes wrong, your student really needs to know who to contact, who's gonna be their champion that's gonna help them navigate the issue. Again, reconfirm that all the accommodations are set. Also, if your student is arriving to campus early, say international student or an athlete, or they're coming onto campus because they're in glee, or all these other activities that do start before campus begins, make sure you've checked in that the dining services is open and how will your student eat safely. And then also on that note, if they are an athlete, often the coaches will order the food. So make sure that the coaches all understand the allergies, how to order the food, or if the student should order the food. But just don't forget about arriving early and making sure that there is safe food on campus. And on that note, have a plan B. Have some restaurants picked out. Understand where some grocery stores are, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But have them ready so if for some crazy reason there isn't a safe meal available, they can quickly pivot to plan B. Next, and this is so important, 
Book your hotel if you're staying at a hotel. Get all your travel arrangements in because remember, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of other families descending upon that town to move their student into. So make sure you get your reservations in, especially if you're looking for a place that has a microwave or a fridge or even cooking facilities. It's also super important to pre-plan your meals. So think about when you arrive to the area, where will you be eating dinner? Don't wait for last minute because restaurants are usually booked up. They're overflowing. Wait lines are huge. So just think ahead about where you'll have dinner, breakfast, your different meals, You might even consider not staying in the town of your student's college, but maybe the next town over where there won't be such a crush. But just premeditate this one because this this one could really remove a lot of stress when you're tired and nerves are high and you're just hungry and you want a safe meal. Now let's talk about medical needs and epinephrine. Often our students are so used to having the medications at home. They're in the medicine cabinet. Mom or dad or grandma or someone else has has got it handled. This area is really important to make sure that you've passed the reins on this and your student knows what they need to be doing. So make sure they filled all their prescriptions ahead of time and they have everything that they need. Take time to ensure that they know how to get a prescription filled, how to find a pharmacy, and most importantly, that they pay attention to the pharmacy hours. A lot of kids actually think that the pharmacy in the grocery store has the same hours as the grocery store, and it does not. Or even just like a CVS or Walgreens, that pharmacy hour is very different than the store hour, and it's really important for students to know this. Also, with your student, consider packing a little medicine cabinet, medicine box, where they can store their backup medications, and then they can have all the safe over-the-counter stuff that they would need or use at home, like Tylenol, you know, Motrin, things for stomach, things for flu, things for fever, or whatever you have in your medicine cabinet at home. Maybe make a little small box with your student, so if they need something, they're not trying to run out and find it. And I don't know why, but tweezers are a hot commodity at college. So make sure they have tweezers. And if your student uses medical identification jewelry, now is a great time to to update the jewelry, look at plans like Medical Alert, and also on that note, FACT has a relationship with Medical Alert. So check the show notes for the link to Medical Alert and the discount code. But it is a good time to maybe update styles, update information. Some companies even have special services where if there's an emergency, you would get called. So just take a look and get that stuff in place too. Staying on safety, speak with your student regarding the dorm room location of their rescue medications. It's really important that they store everything in the same place and easily accessible. So if there's ever an emergency, a roommate or a friend or anyone assisting can easily find it. Also, it's not a bad idea to print out an allergy and anaphylaxis emergency plan. And sometimes your allergist will actually have their own version of it. But if not, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can access one. But that's really helpful because it just helps everybody keep their head on during an emergency. You can have important numbers in there. It's just a good item to help. And then lastly, have a conversation with your student on how are they going to carry their epinephrine? Will it always be in their backpack? 
Are they going to carry a purse on campus? Will it always be in a pocket? I know of one student that she always keeps her epinephrine in her left back pocket, and she tells all her friends this so they all know if there's ever an emergency in her left back pocket, medication's going to be there. Now let's move on to dining services and eating. If at all humanly possible, see if they can speak to dining services before they get on campus. If they can get their face right in front of the director or the chef or whoever their main contact is so that staff can put a face with a name and with the allergies. So it's really important, if at all possible, to make that connection and to develop that relationship if they can before they get on campus. If not, ask for a Zoom call. But it's that human connection that really helps because these people are going to be cooking for your child every single day. And it's so important for them to have a good relationship. And I personally would encourage your student getting to know the dining staff, getting to know them by name as well. You want them to know your name. Well, you should learn their name. Ask them how they're doing, but develop a relationship so that communication stays open and fluid. Now, eating in the dorm room is actually just as important. So it's really important to, when they're working out with their roommates, how they're handling the allergens in the room, but also to have a little like safe eating zone. So encourage your student to stock up on items like maybe microwavable soups or lunch meats and breads or nut butters or alternative nut butters. So if for some reason they can't get access to safe food on campus or it's late at night, they've got everything that they need in their dorm room. And it is really important for your student to speak to their roommate, if they have a roommate, about microwave usage and what can go in and out of there and refrigerators. Some campuses allow multiple refrigerators, so that might be a solution. Some campuses provide their own refrigerators. Many campuses have restrictions on sizes. So it's just really important to find out What is a microwave and refrigerator situation? Can they have tea kettles? Could they have an Instapot? Find out what the school allows and then encourage your student to work with their roommate on how to set up safe eating in the dorm room. And also a really nice tip is get a nice plate with a microwavable lid. So that way when your student does reheat their things, it's covered and it's sealed in a different kind of way. And then also don't forget, in that section of how-to conversations for students, there is one on how to talk to dining staff. And if your student feels a little uncomfortable, just have them check out that section and see if there's anything of interest for them in there. Next, let's talk about housing. And by now, your student should have the room assignment or it should be coming very, very close. Either way, as soon as they find out who their roommate is, reach out immediately because it's so important to not only establish the relationship, but for your student to explain that they have food allergies and this is what they need and to start that conversation and that nice flow going back and forth on what your student needs, how they can set up the dorm room, how they can make this work. And it's also really important as you encourage your student to have this conversation to remind them that they're young adults now. And when you were younger, often people, fellow students, would resist. 
possibly dealing with food allergies, because you are forced to be in that situation together. You're assigned to a school based on where you live. But in college, everybody who's there wants to be there. And so these people are willing to work with you. They are more than happy to learn about your food allergies. They are more than happy to learn about what they can do because they're young adults and they're part of this campus community just like you are. So just encourage your student to feel confident and okay about having that conversation. And also, if they are feeling a little nervous, again, go to that how-to conversation section and pull up the document on how to talk to roomies. And another quick side tip on that. If your school is providing the microwave, bring your wipes and do your little clean out yourself. And actually, just wipes in general are great for your student to have so they can always wipe down things in the room that they need to wipe down. Now we're going to talk about socializing. Again, this is a great time. It's college. It's exciting. It's fun. You know, your student is going to have all these opportunities now to socialize. But as always, with food allergies, they just need to be safe. And so it's really important before they get to campus that they create some sort of list of local restaurants or have the list in their head. But they should know when they get on campus, at least four or five places that they could go eat with family, they could go eat with friends. And the reason you want this is kids get into these groups, very large groups, actually in the beginning, and someone will say, hey, let's go out for pizza. Well, it's really important for your student to be comfortable and able to say, yeah, let's go out for pizza. And how about we go to JJ's Pizza? Or what if we go to Pizza you know, Palace? Have them feel comfortable and be able and ready to suggest some names of places that they already had a chance to vet out and they know it's safe. Also encourage them to always, always, actually, let me reword that, not encourage, tell them, okay, this is the one time maybe you get to go back to a little bit of warden kind of status, but the students must carry their epinephrine auto injectors. It's just not negotiable. All their emergency medications absolutely need to be on their body. We know that an allergic reaction can happen at any time, and everyone must be prepared. In addition to this with socializing, it is important for their friends to know they have food allergies, where the rescue meds, how to use the auto injectors, how to use an emergency plan. It's also really important for your child's friends to know where the rescue medications are, how to use them, and what to do in an emergency. And again, like I mentioned before, these kids are young adults. They want to know this stuff. So encourage your student to get a plan of letting everybody know. Also, it's really important to make sure your student understands cross-contact because as parents and caregivers, that's an area that we often manage, but students themselves might not be as comfortable in recognizing cross-contact with foods that they're purchasing or even how things are made. So just pause for a moment and explain to them what is cross-contact? How does it happen? All in all, Thousands of students every day go to college, socialize, have fun, and manage themselves. So socializing in college should be pretty easy. And if not, encourage your student to come to you, be open, talk them through the situation. There is always a solution. 
Now we're going to talk about technology and just using technology for your students' benefit. There are so many apps out there right now that help students track expiration dates, find safe foods, even manage allergic reactions, write down information for doctor's appointments. There is a huge amount of apps. So please, again, go check the College Resource Center on the FACT website. We list all sorts of different apps from Allergy Force all the way down to Air Now, which talks about air quality if your student has asthma. Now, lastly, we're going to talk about the actual move-in day. Yes, can you believe it? It's going to be here. And you know what? Have your tissue ready because inevitably somebody cries. It's so emotional because not only are we launching our children into life, but we've worked really hard for the last 18 years with their food allergies, helping normalize life. We've worked passing bills. We've worked on raising awareness. We've done a lot. And so now you're launching your student and it's a big deal. So you know what? Give yourself a little love and grace. Your student might be very nervous. And so give them a little love and grace on move-in days. If tensions are a little high, just work to bring it down. And even if you're feeling a little stressed too, you know what? Keep it under wraps. Don't let them see you sweat. If they see you nervous, then they're going to get nervous. Also, have a little fun with it. Leave a little note behind, maybe tuck a treat into a drawer or do something really special. I like to play jokes on my kids. And so when I leave the dorm room, I leave something behind that's kind of funny. So for my son, I had a pillowcase made with my face printed on it. I mean, the whole pillowcase was my giant face. It was quite hysterical. And I slipped that on the pillow so that when he pulled back his sheets, he had this hysterical mom photo. For my daughter, I had a sitting kind of pillow created with my face on it. And I tucked that into the corner of her room. And then also I had a cosmetic bag made with my face on it. And I snuck that into her little drawer too. And it was really quite funny. But whatever is special to you, don't be shy. Leave something really fun behind. Now make sure your student has a contact list, not only of your family members, but that they know who to contact if there is an emergency or anything going on, who can they contact at home, and then also any local contacts. And I have to tell you, I looked for the local No Nuts Moms group, and from there I made contacts so both of my students actually have local moms that understand food allergies, who could be there in a heartbeat, who can answer the phone, who could tell them where the safe grocery stores, who are good allergists, anything like that. So don't forget that resource. And then let's just talk about meals for move-in day. It is so key because again, everyone's a little stressed. It could be hot. It could be tiring. It could be a long day. So try to ensure everyone gets a really good meal the night before a strong breakfast if you're breakfast people. And if not, make sure you have lots of very hearty snacks packed, including water. So, you know, meat sticks, beef jerky, make some sandwiches, but just make sure nobody ends up going hangry. And then lastly, we need to talk about you and self-care. Think of it this way. You're not letting go. You're launching. You're opening the door to the great new adventure But that's a big change. 
I mean, this is a big change from 18 years of moving through that warden prison guard mode into parole officer. So you know what? Give yourself some space. Plan out what are you going to do that night after they head off to college. If you're sending them off on an airplane or on a bus or whatever it is, what are you going to do that evening? If you're going to campus and moving them in, what are you going to do after you drop them off? Are you going to go to a nice dinner? Are you going to go home and take a bath? Are you going to go back to the hotel and just tuck into bed and watch movies? But think about what you're going to do and make it something that's very you-focused, very self-care kind of focus. And also, do not hesitate to reach out to other parents. And don't forget, Fax has a private Facebook group for parents and caregivers of high school and college students. Log in there. Tell people you're stressing, you're freaking out, whatever it is, someone's going to answer back because we've all been there. But do not be shy. Reach out to other parents. Look for support. Tell them how miserable you feel. Or if you're feeling really happy, reach out and share how happy. But whatever it is, don't hesitate to reach out. And also, if you're feeling really, really sad and maybe so sad, you know, that it's starting to interfere with like your daily activities or work or socializing, exercise, sleep, then do not hesitate to reach out for professional help. I'm a huge fan and supporter of therapists and mental health care professionals. They're geniuses. They're wonderful. They know how to teach coping skills. They know how to teach us about stress. They're incredible. So do consider reaching out to someone if you feel that. And actually, on a side note of that, I want to share one little story with you. I actually had both of my children go to see their therapist before they went to college to get coping skills because coping is something everybody needs and it's undeniable. And they did. They went in and she sat them down and over a couple of sessions, she taught them how to deal with stress, how to cope, how to deal with finding solutions. And it was just magnificent. Well, there you are. We've gone through this checklist. Please go to the website and download it. I encourage you to have your student download their checklist. It's very similar to yours, just a little different at the end, because I don't think they're going to be really able to take a bath and do something self-care-ish after you drop them off, because usually schools get them right into orientation and they get them right into socializing. But congratulations to everyone. You have done an amazing job. And please stay tuned for the next four podcasts that are peer-to-peer created by students for your students. I'm just there as the host, but these other college kids are taking the lead and taking the reins and they have amazing information. So stay tuned for those and please share those with your student. And again, congratulations. Well done, mom, dad, caregivers, grandma, aunts, uncles, cousins, and friends, everybody. Before we say goodbye today, I just want to take a moment to pause and say thank you to ARS Pharmaceuticals for their kind sponsorship of Facts Roundtable Podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.